open it and stick your head out and yell. Here on the Fantasy Sports Network, bumping in with the Hulk Hogan theme song as it's 4th of July weekend. Well, not weekend, but it's right here. Tomorrow is the 4th of July. We're celebrating. We're going to play patriotic music, and this is kind of fits in that genre, right? I think it does. What a great song. What a great riff. One of the best intro music for any wrestler in any generation. Has to be at the top. That's Hulk Hogan's theme. Real American there. Well, welcome to At The Window. Picked up a new hat um, just, I don't know, like five minutes ago. Actually, I walked into the studio as BFFs was ending with Greg Sussman and Frank Sample. And I don't know, I've never seen this hat in the studio before. I just put it on and uh, it kind of looks pretty cool, I guess. I don't don't know. I'll I'll roll with it for today. Maybe not. I don't know. Might be somebody's. I might get lice. I don't know. I don't know (laughs) who wore this hat before. So, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad move by me. But uh, welcome to At The Window here on the Fantasy Sports Network. I am Sean Guastamaccia. Uh, I, we're previewing all the NFL teams. We're going through all 32 teams. We did the Steelers. We've finished with the AFC East. Now was the decision, should I go with the Bengals or Ravens for today? I'm saving the Browns for Monday. I want to talk about the Browns on Monday, July 8th. We're off the next two days here on At The Window. And came down to Bengals, Ravens. Going to go with the Ravens as David Ginsburg of the AP is going to join me, covers the Ravens. And a lot of question marks. Lamar Jackson's second year. How much is he going to run in year number two? Ran a lot last year. Made the playoffs. Taken over for Joe Flacco. They signed Ingram, Mark Ingram, in the offseason to play running back. Uh, lost a lot of talent, though. I mean, both of their wide receivers are gone. Michael Crabtree. John Brown, they're gone. Terrell Suggs is gone. He's no, no, no longer there. He seemingly was, he's been there forever, so they have to replace his um, production. C.J. Mosley's gone. Eric Weddle's gone at safety. I mean, wow, what upheaval there in uh, Baltimore. So uh, really interested to hear what David Ginsburg has to say. This was a team uh, last year that made the playoffs. Not a bad team. Um, we'll see what he says about the Ravens. This upcoming year, in year number two for Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh is still the head coach there in Baltimore. So we'll preview uh, them coming up in a little bit. Uh, Going to talk NBA as well. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, where is he going to sign? Where will he end up? I'm kind of sick of talking about it at this point, but we'll continue the conversation. Until Kawhi makes a decision, we will talk about Kawhi Leonard and his potential landing spots. It's the LA Lakers, the LA Clippers. Uh, or staying with the Toronto Raptors. What will he do? What should he do? What's best for the NBA? What's best for him ultimately is going to decide where he goes. We know that. So uh, that'll be interesting, and I talked about it yesterday. Just as far as Kawhi's legacy is concerned, if you stay in Toronto, I think he has a much bigger legacy in the NBA. He leaves behind much more uh, of of, uh, a legacy there in Toronto than with the Lakers. It's LeBron's team. LeBron's going to get, like I said it yesterday, I'm a broken record. LeBron gets the credit when you win. The other players get the blame when you lose. Uh, So if you want to team up with LeBron James, go ahead. Do it. 
But it uh, didn't work out uh, so much for Kevin Love. Did win a championship uh, with the, the Cleveland Cavs, but his career tanked. Uh, Chris Bosh's career was never the same when he went to Miami uh, with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade had to defer more and became a different player. He was just a different player in Miami than uh, the Chris Bosh in Toronto. So will Kawhi be that guy? We don't know. It uh, could be Anthony Davis, unlikely, but uh, we don't know where Kawhi's going to sign. So we'll uh, talk to Justin Termini coming up in a bit from uh, Sirius XM NBA Radio. Uh, hopefully he could shed some light on uh, thoughts on Kawhi Leonard and where he should be playing next season. Uh, did you see the U.S. women uh, soccer team? They won, beat England 2-1. They're in the finals of the World Cup once again. That's going to be on Sunday, July 7th. Who will they face? Either the Netherlands or Sweden. And I just hate whenever they play and they do well, the, the U.S. women, right, soccer team. Everyone always has to take a shot at the U.S. men's national soccer team. It's like, can we just enjoy this for, for a few minutes? I mean, do we always constantly have to take shots at the U.S. men's national team? Uh, all right already. I get it. There's a time and place. Just, I hate it. Every, everybody on Twitter, that's, that, that's the, their go-to. Whenever the, the women are playing and they're winning and doing well, it's always uh, take a shot at the, the U.S. men. That's that's just it. it it's numbing. I, I just numb to it at this point, anyway. Uh, but I just hate that. But congratulations to the women. Uh, they'll play for the World Cup championship. Alex Morgan getting a lot of flack in England, at least for her, uh, you know, her celebration mocking the the English with their you know drinking their tea over there in uh, in their country and their love for tea. Uh, I didn't think it was that bad. I think, <laughs> but in England, I guess uh, she's getting some criticism for that. For uh, not being classy there in, in when she scored her goal, Alex Morgan. But um, I think that's much to do about nothing. Did you see Sue Bird, Megan Rapinoe's uh, girlfriend, Sue Bird? Of course, you know her from the WNBA. Uh, you might know her from her UConn days where she played um, for Gino Oriema there at UConn, won, won championships there, was a great player there, went to Seattle in the WNBA with Lauren Jackson, won championships there with the Seattle Storm. I believe it's the Seattle Storm. Don't quote me on that. But uh, she had a great, wonderful WNBA career. I think it's still ongoing, actually. Uh, she's 38 years old. She's still playing, uh, amazingly. But she is uh, Megan Rapinoe. That, that, that's her girlfriend, Sue Bird. And she uh, came out in defense of Megan Rapinoe. And she's been a big story. Uh, and hopefully she'll be healthy to play in the final. She missed the semifinal game or, or match, as you will, in, in soccer against um, England, but that has become, and Megan Rapinoe is trying to dial it down a little bit, but Super just amped it back up with her um, piece uh, she wrote in, I think it was Undefeated, the Undefeated, I'm not too sure about the website, but uh, she came out in defense, and um, it's we, we make too much of this stuff. I mean, just enjoy the, you know, women playing, if, if you're a big, huge soccer fan, enjoy it Sunday Probably nothing else on TV, but if you're inside, if you're indoors or what have you, just enjoy the moment. Should be really cool there. Uh, we bumped in with uh, "I Am a Real American." We're gonna play some other patriotic songs there uh, as it's the Fourth of July tomorrow. Brings me back to when I was younger, and the best thing about the Fourth of July. And you could, if you're in the chat, uh, you know, definitely let me know what you think is your favorite or your your. What do you uh, associate? most with the 4th of July. Fireworks, barbecuing, 
just the America celebrating America. Um, for me, definitely drinking for some people, and if they're of age, right, hanging out with the family, right, barbecuing. It's, it's all about barbecuing, cookouts, as they call it in other places. Um, you know, uh, fireworks, but fireworks in New York when I was a kid, they were illegal, but everyone would light fireworks off and the police would look the other way. Mayor Giuliani came in, uh, was mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani, and he changed all that. And nowadays, if you walk around New York City, yeah, some, some little pockets you'll see uh, people lighting off fireworks, but it's a ghost town. No, the only uh, fireworks that are lit are the Macy's Parade. They're the only, ones that, that the only fireworks you'll see, uh, especially in New York City. It's amazing how much of a change occurred since uh, mid, mid to late 90s to now. Kids would grow up, and part of the 4th of July was celebrating and light, lighting fireworks off, you know, defying your mom and your dad and just, you know, buying fireworks. And, uh, and you kind of think back, and I do at least. I don't know if out there people could, could relate to this, but uh, when you're younger, you're like 11, 12 years old, you're lighting off fireworks. It's really dangerous and really kind of stupid if you think about it. And, and just, to, you know, just to uh, do that and, and just to defy your parents and, and whatever and just – uh, it's dangerous. So if you are lighting fireworks off, and in some states it's legal, be careful, all right? We don't uh, need any uh, bad situations or, or what have you. Don't injure yourself. Don't injure anyone else. And don't light anything on fire and stuff like that. Uh, Fourth of July was always, it was always, uh, the FDNY would always be out um, going, putting out fires all the time. So uh, they don't have to deal with that as much anymore in New York at least. But uh, enjoy the, the fireworks if you do. Uh, light them off. And just think about Jason Pierre-Paul. That was, what, two or three years ago when he was down in Florida and he uh, almost blew his whole hand off uh, a couple of digits. He lost a couple of digits on his hand. Um, and thankfully, he came at, back and he had a successful season, a couple of seasons there in the NFL. And now uh, we'll see he has another injury that he's dealing with this season for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, let's see if he makes it back. Uh, there, there's di- different reports coming out on whether or not JPP will play this year. But he did make it back from that horrific accident uh, on the 4th of July. Now, that also popped into my mind, too. Is, uh, earlier today, uh, we were watching uh, on the morning after Gabe Morenzi with Joe Ranieri. Uh, they were showing videos of just people being dumb and just lighting fireworks off and what have you. I, immediately, I thought of JPP. It's just like, that's the guy that you think of now. Like, don't, you know, be careful when you're lighting fireworks off. You don't want to injure yourself, and God forbid. Uh, but, uh I I'm, I associate definitely fireworks was definitely number one as far as the Fourth of July. I look forward to that the most, even more than the barbecuing and and the cookouts and and drinking and whatever. When I got older, um, and of course watching the the fireworks, I, I always hated watching other people light off fireworks. Now, as you get older, you're just like, yeah, that's kind of cool. You kind of don't appreciate it when you're younger as much as you do now. I don't know if other people are like that, but I definitely appreciate it more now and just the the the. Uh, Amazing performance that the Macy's puts on and the amount of money that they spend on these things is just ridiculous. Um, but people uh, definitely enjoy that, too, about the, uh, the 4th of July. But um, NBA, back to the NBA there. Uh, everyone have a, a great 4th of July tomorrow there. Uh, and enjoy yourself. Uh, hopefully you have off. Hopefully you can enjoy it. I Actually, that's another thing, too. I worked a lot of 4th of July. So I mean, coming up in this business, you got to pay your dues. And uh, always, uh, 4th of July was always the day that, you know, the uh, full-timers were, were off, and then, you know, when I was a part-timer back in the day, I always had to had work. But uh, 
So enjoy your 4th of July if you are indeed off. And if you're working, enjoy it as well. But back to the NBA. And DeMarcus Cousins, there was a report there's no market for DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, what, like, how is that even possible? I know he struggled coming back from the Achilles rupture this year with the, the Warriors, but he had some really good games. I mean, and he played, he played okay. It's amazing that there's not one team out there, and, and I'm sure maybe that report's overblown. There's, he's going to play in the NBA next year. Don't worry about it. But I am surprised there's, it's taken this long. There's no, you don't hear any reports about uh, DeMarcus uh, Cousins signing with, with anyone or potential landing spots. And I, I probably, if, if Kawhi signs in with the Lakers, maybe you could see a one-year uh, sweetheart deal there to go to L.A., and, and play there with, with LeBron James. But I don't, I don't really know if that's a fit. I, I don't really know if that's a real fit there. But um, I'm surprised it's taken this long. There's a lot of people. Danny Green's still out there. Fred Van Vliet's still out there. Uh, we talk constantly about Kawhi Leonard, and for good reason. But there's other players out there that have yet to sign as well. And uh, Jared Dudley signed with the Lakers, so he's leaving the Nets. And that's kind of a shame. He was kind of like the the heart and soul of that team last year, that overachieving Brooklyn Nets team uh, standing up for, for them and, and going right back at Ben Simmons. It was hilarious. A lot of fun there in the playoffs. Now he's leaving when, when the Nets are, are getting better. He's leaving. He can't even, you know, uh, stay there and then reap the benefits of, of a great team, but he's going to another great team with the Lakers. So going to the West Coast there, back to the West Coast for Jared Dudley. Played for the Suns for a while. Um to start his M- NBA career. He's been all over the place, actually. Uh, I'm surprised he's still playing. I mean, he's still a productive player. I mean, coming out of BC, doesn't have, like, the prototypical NBA body, right? You look at him, he's a little pudgy, you know, out of shape, but gets it done, can still play, and he'll, he'll be a bench player for the Lakers, but uh, he definitely adds some color to that team as well. But um, Kawhi, that's the big... Um, the big fish that's still out there. Everyone's going to, uh, he met with the Raptors today. He already met with the uh, Clippers and the Lakers. Where will he end up? Will he stay in Toronto? Will he go to the Lakers? If you read uh, Kendrick Perkins, uh, or if, if you're following a lot of these guys on Twitter, he's leaning towards the Lakers. What that means, we of course know very little because uh, these guys get it wrong all the time. Um, so you can't buy, uh, put too much stock into that. But uh, as I said, now I'll, I'll say it one more time. Stay in Toronto, at least for a, a, a sign a, a short-term deal, a two-year deal, maybe with some opt-outs. The East is wide open next year. I mean, they, I mean, they, look, the Raptors have a lot of free agents, too. They have to sign some players. I just mentioned Fred Van Vliet. They got to re-sign him if, if, if uh, they want to uh, put that t- a great team around Kawhi Leonard. So Kawhi Leonard is not the only free agent there for the Raptors, but... The, the East is wide open. I, I, I think it is. Look, the Nets, we know they're a year away with KD out. The Sixers, I like what they did, but they're they're very beatable, all right? Very beatable. They kind of have some odd uh, fits uh, there with Tobias Harris and, and, and Horford and Joel Embiid and Simmons all playing together. So uh, I, I, I'd love to see Hawaii stay in the East just for that. All right, we'll talk more NBA. I'll get uh, Justin Termini's uh, thoughts on this. Serious XM NBA radio host. He joins me next here on At the Window. 
Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Red Solo Cup I fill you up Let's have a party What the hell is this, guys? <laughs> what is this? Welcome back to At The Window here on the Fantasy Sports Network. I am Sean Guasamacchia. What, what is this music? What, what are you playing? Brian, what are you playing here? Fourth of July music. Who sings this song? I've never heard it. Toby Keith. Oh, God. You can't play Toby Keith. Insult like half the country right now, but not. Uh, all right, let's get back to the guest line. Justin Termini joins me. Uh, of course, you can listen to Justin every day with the great Eddie Johnson, right? Uh, the great Eddie Johnson on Sirius XM NBA radio from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern time. What's going on, Justin? 
I'm not sure what ticks me off more, that music you're playing or calling Eddie Johnson great. I knew it. Oh, I'm about to hang up. Uh, this, uh, the direction keeps going this way. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, well, I just wanted to warn you before you uh, get into it here with me. But, uh, yeah, no, the Toby Keith uh, music, I, that was all the producer's fault, uh, Brian. Um, I give him, like, that that freedom to play whatever he wants, but uh, and this is what happens. I, I Maybe i got to tighten the reins a little bit there, Justin. Yeah, that, that's what I do on my show. Is uh, I gotta I gotta play the music. I gotta I gotta essentially do everything. Book the guests. Uh, you can't give anybody freedom. I mean, they no. take advantage of it. A hundred percent. And uh, what is Eddie Johnson then? If he's not great, well, very good, very good. Uh, would, would that uh, be? Uh... A nice, nice bench player. I mean, he played nineteen <laughs> years in the league. Six yeah. man, not good enough to start. Not a Hall of Famer. Uh, never, never won a champ. Never mind winning a championship. Never even made it to an NBA Finals. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, so an okay career. Okay. <laughs> so you you carry the show basically is what you told me. So, yeah. of course, of course you do. All right, Justin. Now let's get to some seriousness here. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. I want to start with him. What are your thoughts on his next move? Should he stay in Toronto? Go to the Lakers? Go to the Clippers? Do you care? Is it that big of a deal? It's not like KD leaving OKC for Golden State, at least in my opinion. What, what's your thoughts on Kawhi Leonard? Well, I mean, of course I think it's a big deal because he's a guy who's 27 years of age. He's already got two finals MVPs, two championships. He's one of the best perimeter defenders that we've ever seen in the history of the sport. Uh, so it's, it's really going to dictate the direction of the league for the next several years. If he chooses Toronto, they've got an opportunity to win a championship again. If he chooses the Clippers, they've got an opportunity to win a championship. And if he chooses the Lakers, as long as everybody stays healthy, Nobody else in the league has an opportunity to win a championship next year. And I love the history of the sport, and there's some great big threes in the history of the sport with Bird, McHale, and Parrish, Worthy, Kareem, and Magic, West Wilt, and, uh, uh, West Wilt and Elgin Baylor. You've got Kuzi and uh, Heinsohn and, uh, and uh, Russell, or you could throw Sam Jones in the mix. There's been some great threes in the history of the sport, but I'm not sure that we've ever seen three of the top five to seven players ever team up before. Uh, so the, the ramifications of his decision yeah. – are, are huge. Yeah, I'm thinking of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they had Steph Curry and KD, but yeah, Klay Thompson's definitely not in that top 10 range. Yeah, I mean, it would be uh, interesting if he went to the Lakers, but Kawhi, uh, would, he, would you hate the move if he went to the Lakers and joined LeBron and Anthony Davis? Because he's already established himself. He's won two championships on his own. Uh, all right, the Spurs, he had help with Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili, and Tony Parker, but he was the finals MVP. It's not like he was just along for the ride there and he was the, the, the team in Toronto this past year, would you give him a lot of hell for going to the L.A. Lakers and joining LeBron if he left Toronto? Yeah, because he can do it himself. I mean, he's already proven that he can do it himself. So why go help LeBron win another NBA championship when you're yeah. one title behind LeBron? You played the same position as him. You're one title behind him, and you're one finals MVP behind him. You can get that in Toronto. You can get it in, uh, in, with the Clippers if you go there. So why go help LeBron win another championship when you could actually catch him at only the age 28, 29, uh, and, and can you know maybe make that argument for yourself as to where you rank all time? Uh, so yeah, I'd have a problem with him going there. And you know if he goes to if he goes to the Clippers, I mean, what type of statement would that be if he can go to the Clippers, <laughs> win a championship, win a Finals MVP, be the best player in that city where he can look across uh, the Staples Center court and say, hey, listen. You and Anthony Davis, you, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis teamed up and still weren't as good as myself, who went to the Clippers, you know, without another top five, top ten player, and still outshined you guys. That would do a lot for his legacy. 
Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, actually. Both points are uh, very good there. And but if he stayed in Toronto, his legacy would be helped greatly too. If he went 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 back to I mean, Toronto I, and won I mean, more I mean, championships, yeah. Every every ring weighs differently. For example, if uh, he goes to L.A., that ring weighs a lot differently than the one that he would win if he stayed in Toronto or went to the Clippers, just like Kevin Durant's. I mean, Kevin Durant's, to me, are rings that essentially you and I find at the bottom of a cracker box, uh, cracker <laughs> jack box, uh, as opposed to like Isaiah Thomas, Dirk Nowitzki, who kept bumping their heads against the wall, right, yes. stayed with their organization, overcame odds, and still won titles. I mean, so, and I think uh, with Kawhi staying in Toronto going to the Clippers, those titles certainly uh, outweigh anything you can do with the Los Angeles Lakers. I agree with you there, too. I'm, I'm glad you said that because Dirk Nowitzki's championship, that should weigh more than KD's in Golden State. I absolutely 100% agree having to go past uh, the the Heat. And, of course, there was no great players to play with on the Mavericks on that squad. Uh, Jason Kidd's a Hall of Famer, but he wasn't the player that uh, he was earlier in his career. So, yeah, excellent point. Agree with you there. How about Kevin Durant? Um, what do you make of his decision to leave Golden State and sign with the Brooklyn Nets over the New York Knicks and, uh, and James Dolan? Yeah, I mean, I guess it just speaks to how NBA players view the mess that is Madison Square Garden right now. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I hope they understand that they're they're still not going to be the lead story. They could win a championship in Brooklyn, and still the talk in that city is going to be about how bad the Knicks are. It's not going to be about the Nets, because I lived there for 15, 20 years, grew up in the area my entire life, which is almost 40 uh, and the focal point is going to be the Knicks, no matter what happens uh, in Brooklyn with the, with the Nets. It's the same as when Jason Kidd was taking them to NBA Finals back in the early 2000s. Uh, people still focused on the Knicks. Uh, they weren't bad last year. They were a very exciting team. I'm speaking of the Nets, and their attendance was still at the bottom of the NBA. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very interested to see how uh, excited that city gets about the uh, the Nets. Where do the Knicks go from here? Uh, it's hard to attract any free ag- any big name free agents. James Dolan is the owner. He's not going anywhere. He's not going to sell the team as much as people want him to. I guess they're just forced to rebuild. What do you, what do you make of the Julius Randle signing, the, the Taj Gibson signing, the Bobby Portis signing, after missing out on Kevin Durant and the other big free agents for the Knicks? I mean, Randall's 24. Randall's a really good player, but it pales into comparison to, as to what people thought was coming here, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. you can't sign Julius Randall and call that a success when all season long, basically, you've done nothing to uh, to shove off the theory that you're going to end up with Kyrie, KD, and, and Zion Williamson, and then you end up with Julius Randall and R.J. Barrett as your centerpieces. Uh, that's a long fall, so... Uh, you know, it's a tough pill for New York fans to, to swallow. Uh, when I was in the area, it was the most excited that I saw fans about the Knicks in, in many years, even though they were only winning 17 games, worst team in the NBA, because they felt there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And now there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And even now, oh, next year we'll hit free agency again. Anthony Davis, the best player in free agency next year, he's not going to leave the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Draymond Green is the next best one. And Draymond's not a special free agent. He's not turning your team around. And he won't even be good on the, the Knicks because he needs other good players around him. So next year's free agents class is, is no good. You're not going to get anything there. Uh, so you're done for a couple of years. Talking with Justin Termini, Sirius XM NBA Radio, host of NBA Today with Eddie Johnson, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern time every day, Monday through Friday. Justin, what about the Rockets? Uh, We heard a lot of rumor about trying to get Jimmy Butler. That doesn't work out. He goes to Miami. Right now, they haven't done anything, uh, much of anything, really, to, to 
of note uh, here uh, in free agency. What do you make of the Houston Rockets? Are they one of the biggest losers right now from uh, this free agency well, I mean, period? Maybe if, they, if, maybe if they didn't have chemistry issues, they'd be one of the biggest winners because you see Golden State falling apart. Nobody has really improved drastically, right? I mean, you could have made the argument over the last couple of years they were the second-best team, third-best team in the NBA. Uh, so, like, they should be big winners, but then you look at the fact that nobody in that locker room can get along, apparently, and they're coming apart at the seams. Yeah. So they would be losers in that, hey, they can't take advantage of, of Golden State getting worse, of Toronto potentially getting worse if they lose Kawhi Leonard. Uh, you know, you got to have chemistry to succeed. That's one of the things that made Golden State so special the last couple of years is they have leaders like uh, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, uh, Andre Iguodala, who were able to put their egos aside for the betterment of the team, uh, and uh, James Harden and Chris Paul apparently can't do that. Yeah, it's a shame, too, because uh, they had a chance. They were up 3-2 on the Warriors two years ago. That was a team with Trevor Reza and you would, uh, Chris Paul, James Harden, and they had their opportunity. It seems like the window's shut. It's done. Unless, unless like you said, they could get, you know, get along. I, I don't know. Is that James Harden's fault? Is that Chris Paul's fault? I who knows? It depends on uh, wh- who you read, right, Justin? Like, what are you hearing there? I mean, are these guys going to play together next year? Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to because yeah. they're not going to trade James Harden. And you can't and, trade uh, Chris, Chris Paul, Paul's right? contract is immovable, so yeah, they're going to have to. They're going to have to deal with it. Yep. All right. What What do you make of the Philadelphia 76ers uh, giving Tobias Harris 180 million over five years? They signed Al Horford. Uh, take him away from the Celtics. And, of course, uh, they just gave Ben Simmons a contract extension and then traded Jimmy Butler. They got back Josh Richardson. What do you make of the moves by the 76ers? Do you like them? Do you think they are now right there with the Bucks, or for, I guess, in the Eastern Conference? I mean, we'll see what the Raptors do with Kawhi, but what, what do you make of the 76ers move? Did they improve? Well, I mean, defensively, they certainly improved because Al Horford's one of the better defenders in the league. You get Josh Richardson, who's a tremendous defender as well. From a chemistry standpoint, maybe they get better as well because Jimmy Butler's a little bit of a diva. Uh, but uh, the, the question there is going to be offensively, where do they go late in the games for a bucket? Really, the only guy that you can give the basketball to is Tobias Harris because Ben Simmons can't shoot uh, from the field or the free throw line. Yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid is a guy that you give the ball to on the post, but he's not going to be able to, to dominate from the he can't create his own shot uh certainly josh richardson's not a guy that can knock down a jump shot uh he's offensively challenged uh jj reddick you lose so the question for them is going to be uh is going to be can they create enough offense especially in the fourth quarter but defensively they're probably easily the best defensive team right now in the nba yeah i i agree with that uh, josh richardson talk about him as a player i i don't know a, enough about him his numbers suggest that he's a decent shooter but you're saying you know, he doesn't have a reliable jump shot, more of just yeah, a I mean, defensive shot the, player? Yeah, he's yeah. shot in the low. He's, yeah, he shot in the low 40s. Miami made him out to be a star. Like they tried to sell him as a star. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not a star player. Uh, he, like TJ Warren, for example, uh, who is like the third best player on the on the Spur, uh, the Suns the last couple of years. He's a better offensive player than Josh Richardson. Uh, and he wasn't sold as a star. He was a third best player on a pretty bad team. Interesting. Uh, Richardson's a much better like defensive player. But, uh, but offensively, no, he's challenged. The only reason he even put up semi-decent numbers last year is because they really had nobody else to go to on that roster outside of Dwayne Wade who couldn't play big minutes because of his age. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, will he come back? Will Dwayne Wade come back to play with Jimmy Butler? You think? Uh, I, I was making the rounds. Well, on he can't Twitter. come back. You, no. you know, you can't come. Like he, like uh, I'm all for guys playing as long as possible, but you can't sell us this entire retirement. Again, yeah. even if you if you say you're retiring and you go through the mo- fine, and then you come back, I don't even have a big deal with that. The issue I would have is he's trying to squeeze every last cent out of the fan base yeah. by selling these different, like, one last dance things that he combined with, like, Bleacher Report in order to put that around the market. He's trying to, like, squeeze every last cent out of every fan out there, and then he's going to come back a year later. Uh, that That is unfair. I agree with that, too. Uh, what do you make of uh, the Warriors owner, owner or governor, as uh, I guess I have to say now? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Just, uh, what, Joe Lacob. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I I can't worry. (laughs) There's too much other stuff out there to worry about. I can't be going like in the back of my mind. I can't call this guy an owner anymore. He's the owner of a business. Okay. So anyway, what do I make of him saying what? Uh, Retiring um, Kevin Durant's number 35. No one will wear it as long as he's the owner. He helped him win two championships. He he was two finals MVP. I'm not crazy about Durant's decision to go there. Uh, But I get, you know, don't, there's no need for a statue. Like, let's not go that far. Okay. But yes, retiring his number, I have no issue with that. As long as you're going to retire for Andre Iguodala now as well. Exactly. Well, what? Yeah. 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 He should have made the announcement. as well for Andre Iguodala, who they traded to Memphis. Yeah, but they, yeah, exactly. That they still now. I'm sure that a statement will come. They just can't do that yet because it's not official. But as soon okay. as that is official, I'm assuming that you'll get a statement there as well. If not, then I'll address it at that point and yeah. be uh, furious about it. But <laughs> uh, but no, uh, they they just can't say anything about it yet. Uh, were you surprised at all, though? Going back to the Knicks, I mean, did when they traded Kristaps Porzingis and they uh, traded away Tim Hardaway Jr. his his uh, bad contract. They cleared up all this cap space, and the talk was that we're going to get two big free agents here in in, in New York. Uh, are you surprised that they actually struck out? I mean, this is basically what happens to the New York Knicks. They always miss out on all the big names that they target. Well, you thought they would definitely be getting somebody because, you know, their owner went on to radio and said, I feel pretty confident when oh, get somebody, and they traded the 23-year-old and Chris Porzingis, who has put up historic numbers, seven foot three, 23 years old, has a sweet stroke from the outside, can use both hands, you dealt him. So you only deal a guy like that, you would think, if you're positive, 100% positive, uh, that you're going to end up with, you know, Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard. You don't even deal Chris Tapps Porzingis for Kyrie Irving if you know you're getting Kyrie Irving because Porzingis is a better player than Kyrie Irving in my estimation. So it's if you know you're getting a Kawhi or your Durant, they didn't get either one of those guys. So, uh, so yeah, that's what makes it even more messy is, the yeah. part, is parting ways with Porzingis. Yeah, what a disastrous trade that's turned out to be. Uh, even more so now with the Knicks striking out on landing Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving and, and any of those big guys. But uh, Justin, only have about 20 seconds left. Wanted to get to the Boston Celtics. What they added shame. Kemba Walker. And, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, what a shame, of course. What a shame. Uh, hopefully we don't have Toby Keith to bump us out. Uh, that's not the bump out music. I hope not, at least. But uh, I'm sure your producers will find something worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's their track record, Justin. So I, no confidence in these guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> enjoy uh, your show today with the uh, very uh, pedestrian Eddie Johnson. All right, not <laughs> is that happy? You happy now? Well, I can't be. I can't, listen, it can't be any worse than this. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's Justin Termini. The musically better. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Justin. All right. Talk to you later. See you later. 
Justin Termini. Listen to him. Follow him on Twitter at Termini Radio. You can listen to him, of course, Sirius XM NBA Radio. He is one of the voices there. Does a great job. We kid. Eddie Johnson's great as well. All right. We got to turn our attention here on At the Window to the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens, they're on the clock. They're up next. Their team preview. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Weekend Fantasy Update. Cam has never been the most accurate of quarterbacks anyway. You know, let's face it, that's not what he is. I don't know, I, this uh, worries me more. Plus, he's not, he's not really throwing the ball with full velocity yet either. So how does that change things once that shoulder is completely uh, ready to go here? You know, when, when will that be? Are we talking August yet? You know, the same what as of, uh, what, a week ago, uh, he was only throwing the ball 20 yards. That's it. So uh, this is a work in progress, to say the least. Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Back here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network, I am Sean Guasamacchia. 
Thank you for tuning in here. Talked a lot NBA with Justin Termini and Kawhi Leonard. Where will he end up? We now turn our attention to NFL previews. And next up, the Baltimore Ravens 2019 season preview. And to help me preview the Ravens, I welcome in a, a guy who knows an awful lot about the Baltimore Ravens because he covers them. He is David Ginsburg uh, for the Associated Press. He joins me. David, thanks for a few minutes on such short notice. Uh, I really appreciate the time here. Not a problem. You caught me at a good time. Awesome. Awesome. I know it's a little early for previews, but you know what? NFL is king, 365, so let's get right into it. Uh, they lost. I was looking up and I was preparing for the interview, and I, I shocked me how many players this team has lost from last year's playoff uh, team. They lost uh, Michael Crabtree, John Brown, uh, C.J. Mosley, Eric Weddle, uh, Terrell Suggs. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, a lot of uh, turnover on this roster. Uh, David, uh, just talk about the off season and and talk about uh, the players that the, the Ravens have lost from their playoff team of a year ago. Well. Good point. They did lose quite a bit, mostly on defense, which uh, may concern some of the uh, fantasy players out there. I mean, as you said, they lost Suggs, Zadarius Smith, uh, two their two best sack guys, and you know they they really don't have adequate replacements just yet. Uh, offense, they did lose Crabtree, not a big deal, I don't think, because they drafted uh, Marquise Brown, uh, a better wide receiver at this point, and uh, you know. They're, I think their defense will be a little bit worse, but uh, it's hard to say what's going to happen on offense with Lamar Jackson, a quarterback, now in his second year. Talk about Lamar Jackson. Uh, will they run him less? Will they uh, try to tighten the reins on his running uh, in year two with Lamar Jackson and, and try to get him to throw the football more or just run Mark Ingram more and, and have more of a, a running game there in Baltimore? What What's the plan for Lamar Jackson as far as limiting his running ability there? Because, you know, they don't want him getting hurt. Well, they want him to run carefully and cautiously. They, they I mean, his, his best asset is his legs. So, yes, he's going to run, but I think more toward the sideline. And the idea is, I mean, everyone knows one one potential hit because his backup is RG3. Everyone knows what happens. He took a hit from Haloti not it was never the same. So they're definitely going to be careful with him. The Ravens are definitely going to be a run-oriented team. They got Mark Ingram uh, back there to help out. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I think Lamar Jackson will still run, but he'll be selective in it. They'd like him to throw more. He had one 200-yard game passing all last year. So, I mean, the, the idea is to have him pass a little bit more, but he's not a pocket passer, probably never will be. So the idea is to take advantage of his legs, uh, have him run when he can, but make him uh, run toward the sideline and try not to take a hit. David, uh, talk about the offensive line. Seems to be a real strength for this team. Uh, looking at the depth chart, Ronnie Stanley, Alex Lewis, you know, Marshall Yonda, and Orlando Brown. Uh, those Right there, those four names, they're, they're awfully good. Talk about the offensive line. How good can this unit be? Well, that's the, that's the strength of this team uh, it, in, in that the offensive line can open up holes for the, for the run game and really protect the passer when they have to. I mean, yes, Marshall Yonda, he's getting up there in age, but I don't think anyone would, anyone could name a better right guard in the NFL right now. Right. Uh, Ronnie Stanley coming into his own. And Orlando Brown, a surprising, surprisingly effective as a rookie on, at right tackle and will only be better. 
as a, in his second year. Not to mention, guys, they um, his, they have some great blocking tight ends as well. So uh, most definitely, the line is is a strength. Um, they, they probably will go with uh, Matt Skura at center. Alex Lewis can play the position. So uh, you know, they, and they have some depth there. So uh, most definitely, offensive line a strength of this team, and which is. Uh, absolutely essential for a team that uh, is going to rely so heavily on the run. Ben Powers, uh, he was a rookie fourth-round pick. Uh, will he see some playing time on the offensive line this season, or will he just strictly be there for depth purposes? Well, he won't be starting uh, anytime soon, but uh, you never know. I mean, there, there are a lot of injuries that happen. Marshall Yonda did play 16 last year, but he's, he's, had, his, he's had struggles with injuries, and, uh, you know, uh, the depth chart now has Powers right behind him. Uh, Powers can play other positions besides uh, guard. Uh, he can be tackle if needed. So I'm going to say this. Um, he's, they didn't draft him to, to learn on the bench. He's going to be playing, but uh, he won't be starting off the bat at this point. They've got, some pretty, they've got a pretty good offensive front right now, but uh, don't be surprised if he gets plugged in quickly. Orlando Brown wasn't a starter last year. Uh, came in because of injury and then ended up holding on to the job. Uh, David, how do you see the tight end position uh, shaking out? You have Nick Boyle, uh, Hayden Hurst, uh, Mark Andrews, uh, uh, right there, those three guys. How do you see it shaking out as far as rotations concerned, playing time is concerned uh, between uh, those three guys at the tight end position for the Ravens? Well, uh, I would I would say all three of those guys are, are worthy draft picks for a fantasy player. I mean, it's really hard to determine. I mean, honestly, I, I, it's hard to determine which one's going to be. I would say Mark Andrews really had a great last year, and he's probably going to be the main target. Hayden okay. Hurst started out with a toe injury, got in late. And then, uh, you know, those two, and they paid Boyle some big-time money. So, uh, however... He's more of the blocking type, so if you want to draft two out of the three, go with uh, Andrews first, Hurst second, and then go with the Boyle as uh, as a third option. But uh, all of those guys will probably end up having their share of catches. How about the running back situation? You just uh, talked about Mark Ingram. He's now uh, a Baltimore Raven. Uh, come, comes over from the New Orleans Saints. Gus John, uh, Gus Edwards, sorry, Gus Edwards, Gus Johnson, Gus Edwards. Played well last year. He's still there. How is, is that? How is the backfield going to play out there? Mark Ingram, of course, is going to get his carries, but what about Gus Edwards? And, and Kenneth Dixon yeah, as well. well. Mark Ingram will get yeah. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, all three of those guys are going to be uh, getting the ball. Uh, I think Ingram will get the majority of the carries, and they like him because he's really good catching balls out of the backfield. Uh, I think, obviously, if you're going to draft the Ravens running back, Ingram would be first. But I think they really liked Gus Edwards, was the leading rusher on the team last year as a rookie. And I think he's going to get a lot of carries. Kenneth Dixon, um, they might put him in as the plunger, which is obviously valuable for anyone drafting running backs. But um, I would really focus on those first two. Ingram's going to get the majority of the playing time. Uh, he's older, though, so look for Gus Edwards to get a lot of time. And I think Kenneth Dixon will be part of the rotation, but clearly the uh, number three player on the depth chart. All right, David, defensively, you, you talked about the turnover uh, with players. Terrell Suggs is no longer there. Uh, C.J. Mosley, Eric Weddle, those are their three really, uh, I guess, solid veteran veterans of the club, especially 
uh, Eric Weddle in this in at the safety position. How do they replace those guys, and what will this defense look like this season for the Baltimore Ravens? Well, in terms of pass rush, that that remains to be determined. However, uh, they they subbed out Eric Weddle for Earl Thomas, uh, late of Seattle, an outstanding free safety. So I don't think they lost anything there. They might have even gained a little bit. And with um, Tony Jefferson as the other safety, Marley, Marlon Humphrey is one of the corners, Jimmy Smith, Brandon Carr, outstanding backfield, probably, in fact, not probably, absolutely the strength of this defense. Um, you know, Brandon Williams, still going to be a, a big factor along with uh, Pernell McPhee on the uh, line. And, uh, you know, that's, that's going to be strong right there. The big question mark is uh, whether, how do you replace CJ Mosley, the leading mm-hmm. tackler guy took a boatload of money from the jets. They've got Patrick on Wazer, um, nicknamed peanut as the new middle <laughs> linebacker. And he's going to be the guy that. um, is really going to have to be relied upon. You know, the, the Ravens defense has always been, uh, had the big front guys separate the offensive linemen so the uh, middle linebacker can make the tackles. That was, that's how Ray Lewis had all his tackles uh, all those years, and that's where C.J. Mosley picked up. Uh, now they're going to try the same thing with, um, you know, at this point a lesser middle linebacker, but hopefully one that can take advantage of uh, the opening on the on the offensive line on that the defensive line creates, and he comes in and makes the tackles. But I'll tell you this: if uh, the other team wants to pass, the Ravens will welcome that because they've got a heck of a backfield there. Yeah, you're right, Earl Thomas. Yeah, heck of a, an addition there um, for the uh, Baltimore Ravens in the secondary, and definitely uh, if you're talking about Eric Weddle, yeah, I'll take Earl Thomas over Eric Weddle. But uh, the leadership uh, of that Eric uh, provided. Uh, I guess uh, won't be that missed as, as uh, Earl Thomas definitely has uh, years in the league and is a veteran presence back there. How about the Baltimore Ravens? 10-6 and six last year. They won the AFC North. What do you, if you want to give a prediction, uh, we'll welcome it. But if not, uh, what, do you, what are you looking forward to for this season's uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens squad? Well, okay. I, I would like, you know, everyone seems to be picking – Believe it or not, the Cleveland Browns yes, in, the, they are. in the north. And, and you know, I mean, yeah, you know what? They made some nice additions, and you have, you know, the quarterback now in his second year going um, to be better. So, uh, but you know what? They're the Browns. So uh, <laughs> I would still think that the Ravens and Steelers are going to be the ones that are going to be fighting for it. Uh, you know, prove me wrong, Cleveland. You still you never have. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I love it, I, I'd say this. That, that, you know, I, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, that's that's the way I see it. And the way I also see it is the Ravens now have Lamar Jackson starting from the get. So instead of transitioning to him, he knows that he's going to be the man. And I think they're going to have an advantage there and that they'll start the season knowing who their quarterback is. Their backup, RG3, is is basically an older version of Lamar Jackson. So, you know, the offense won't be affected if, if in fact, uh, Lamar Jackson gets injured. So, you know what? I think 10 and 6, probably they'll, I think they'll do it again. And I don't know whether that should be good enough to get them into the playoffs. Maybe not win the division, but I, I, I think they're, it's a 10 win team despite their losses on defense. Uh, I really, and don't forget, guys, uh, they lost Ozzie Newsom and now they're going with Eric Costa as their GM. But 
Um, Eric Dacosta has impressed me thus far, and I think he's going to get the guys that this team needs to make them a contender. One more thing. We never, we didn't talk about Justin Tucker, likely the best kicker in the league. So, I mean, that's another threat that the Ravens have. If they end up coming up short on the other end of the field, they can still get, get a field goal out of it. So, uh, you know what? I mean, I'm not trying to be a homer here, but I think the Ravens look, look pretty good. And I think they can duplicate that 10 and six. There you have it. You heard it from David Ginsburg. Covers the Ravens for the Associated Press. 10-6 and Baltimore 2019 season, the Baltimore Ravens. David, excellent breakdown. Really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. My pleasure, and thank you for having me. There he is, and that's the 2019 Baltimore Ravens preview with David Ginsburg of the AP. Does a great job covering the Ravens all season long. And uh, waiting on Patrick, the intern, who was supposed to call in via Skype, uh, wanted to get his. He's a big NBA fan. Um, if you watched uh, Calling the Shots here on the Fantasy Sports Network, he was a big part of that that show and uh, always would chime in with with his comments on NBA, especially that that is his sport. Uh, we have not heard from him uh, yet, but I wanted to get his thoughts because uh, and, and we have him now. Hey, Patrick, welcome back to the show. There he goes. There he is. Um uh- all right, we only have like three minutes, but I want to get your thoughts on the NBA free agency. Kevin Durant burning the uh, the Knicks going to the Celtics and uh, going to the Celtics, going to the Nets. And then, of course, I want to get your thoughts on the Celtics and your boy Kyrie leaving going to, to the Nets and uh, Kemba Walker now uh, up there in uh, Beantown. So uh, go ahead. Uh, fire away on, on your thoughts on free agency. Well, I just think first off, credit to where credit is due to the Brooklyn Nets. Sean Marks has done an unbelievable job with his team. The last three years, I mean, we all remember where the Nets were at after that trade with Boston. And then in no more than five years, they've completely rebuilt themselves. Uh, and they're back. They'll be a top five power in the East this year and for years to come. Now that they've signed Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, both to long-term uh, contracts, both of which took, you know, under the max deal to get DeAndre Jordan uh, in with them, which I don't totally understand. I like Jared Allen uh, as a part of that starting five a little bit more. I also like his youth and his potential uh, DeAndre Jordan's a more proven center in this league, but Jared Allen's been really impressive uh, as as a young player. So I don't know if I would have messed with that so much. If I'm Kenny Atkinson, I would continue starting Jared Allen uh, and then bringing DeAndre Jordan off the bench. But that's that's just me. Um, but you know, it's going to be a waiting period for the Brooklyn Nets because they have to wait for Kevin Durant to get healthy. So it's going to be a season without him. So just try to get Kyrie accustomed to playing with the younger guys, which, you know, after a season like he just had in Boston, I'm not too encouraged about if I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan or someone on the Brooklyn Nets staff, it's, it's, it's a little concerning looking at what he did last season with young guys coming off of a very, very impressive postseason run. Uh, and then, you know, he kind of, it seemed as though there was a wrench thrown in there. I won't yeah. throw all blame on Kyrie, uh, but it seemed like there was a wrench thrown into that uh, whole system once once he was integrated back into the lineup. So I'm not sure. Got about a minute that. here, Patrick. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but then you look at Boston um, there. I don't think they're going to be com- competitive at the level they were simply because Al Horford's not with the team anymore. I think yeah. that was the yeah. biggest loss. Uh, for that team, Kyrie leaving. Look, that, that he needed to get out of there. It just wasn't working. A lot of people are saying it's you know an unfair trade-off. Kemba's not as good, but I think reality-wise, he's perfect for this team. He'll be a better leader. All right, uh, what do you make of Kevin Durant's number thirty-five getting retired there in Golden State? And real quick, ten seconds. Durant made the right decision leaving uh, Golden State, going to Brooklyn. 
Yeah, Kevin Durant definitely made the right decision going to Brooklyn. I think it's a really nice uh, gesture by Golden State. Uh, Kevin Durant had said he felt a little disrespected by the organization and by the fans, which I kind of agree with. You look at all that he sacrificed in order yeah. to play there yeah. those championships. Uh, but I think it was a nice gesture, and uh, you know he's a, a great, one of the greatest players of all time, arguably the greatest scorer of all time. We'll, so I'm we'll, it wasn't we'll get more of your thoughts, Patrick, n- next week. Uh, we'll bring back Patrick back. But that's all the time we have for at the window here on a Wednesday. Enjoy the fourth. Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, super.